From Kent School in Connecticut, I'm Matt Austin with Troubles Going. Today, we talk with Bryn Reinstadler of Boston about her upcoming book, Calling It Round. Before that conversation, though, I have to give you a few program updates. First, you were promised Joanne Hutchinson, and you will get her. She's lovely to chat with, and I think you'll enjoy some of the perspectives for more than half century of ringing brings. But not today, because I can't read my own calendar. And because I can't read a calendar, I also failed to announce something before I did it. I have moved to a monthly release schedule for Troubles Going. So it'll be four weeks between episodes from now on. Joanne's still coming down the pipe. And now, please enjoy this conversation with Bryn about calling it round. Bryn Ryan Sadler, welcome back to Troubles Going. Um, and congratulations on being our first three-time guest. We've had, obviously, a lot to talk to you about, but it's only been about six months since last time we chatted uh, around Ringing Room's first birthday. So what's been going on in your ringing life and life otherwise since then? Thanks, Matt. Yeah, it's really exciting to be back. As always, I really enjoy our conversations. And it's been a really great few months. You know, things are starting to open up a little bit here in the States, and we're back to in-person ringing on a weekly basis, which has just been excellent. (laughs) Let me tell you, it's just been excellent. And then, of course, I've been working on this project of mine, Calling It Round. So Calling It Round is the name of a book that you're, well, you have written, really. You're in the, you're in the final stages of putting together. And it's, it's about calling and conducting. And I, and I want to first draw attention to that distinction because it struck me that you do break it into calling and conducting, um, which I really appreciated. Can you talk about why you thought that was an important um, division to maintain? Sure. Yeah. Let me just give a little bit of background to our our listeners. Um, So Calling It Round is an online interactive book for ringers who want to learn more about calling and conducting. And it starts with learning to call your first touch and progresses through watching coursing orders and conducting court appeals. And it's written with a particular emphasis on teaching ringers to call and conduct from any place in the circle. And I do sort of use as a helpful device this division between calling and conducting, which I think is more convenient than it is actual. Mm-hmm. So traditionally, I think if you ask most ringers, maybe the difference between a, a caller and a conductor, they'll say, oh, well, a caller just puts the bobs in and a conductor can check the ringing as well. But I really think most people who are calling are checking the ringing in at least one way. They're always checking the ringing of their own bell. Mm-hmm. Um And then that just sort of becomes more expansive as you move into what is called conducting. Um, And then, you know, there's other people who have definitions based on, oh, are you watching the coursing orders the whole time and that kind of thing. So, you know, there's a variety of opinions, but I thought it was useful to break it apart into one is if you're not worried about any other bell but your own and putting the bobs in the right place, that's going to be in the calling chapter. And then once you're moving on to really paying a lot of attention to the other stuff that's going on in the circle, other than your own bell, um, that's going to be in the conducting chapter. And what what is it that drove you to go ahead and put together a book? Um, you, you mentioned that it's an electronic book, and I'll tell people that there's a lot of interactivity, and it's it's even if you've even if you've mastered calling quarter peels and peels and improvising touches, I think it's worth uh, taking a look through just to admire the work that you've put in, Bryn. Uh, it really is a teaching instrument. But what what was it that motivated you to go ahead and take on another project? Um, you do so much <laughs> in the ringing world, but um, now you're you know putting together a book for you know, largely beginner um, conductors. Yeah, thanks, Matt. Um, so uh, it was about a year ago, a little over a year ago now, actually, 
um, that I was involved in this Women in Ringing project, uh, which was an excellent sort of short-term working group that was a group of women working on specifically like women as a gender minority in ringing and thinking about the ways in which we're underrepresented at the highest levels of ringing and and sort of what we can do to fix that. Mm-hmm. And one thing that came out of that was this desire, this place for a successor to an old CCCBR publication by Peter T. Hercombe called Will You Call a Touch, Please, Bob?, which was this beginner's guide to conducting published in the late 80s. Mm-hmm. Um, and so Simon Linford, who's the current president of the Central Council, reached out to me and said, you know, you're really active in this space around sort of uh, conducting and conducting around the circle in particular, but also, you know, I'm not some like hotshot conductor or anything. I'm a little closer to my learning years than many. So he asked if I would be interested in taking on a new project. I think the uh, exact wording he said was, um, if you want to get something done, ask someone who's already busy. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Okay. Well, he certainly picked someone. uh... (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so I said yes. And the idea was that it would be sort of aimed at the beginning caller, the beginning conductor, and that in particular, it would give tools and skills for people to learn how to conduct no matter what size bell they were comfortable ringing. And and before, I, I actually want to take a brief deviation from from talking about conducting, uh, because the working group that you mentioned, this was a group of the Central Council, and you put together a number of articles that were in Ringing World all through 2020, culminating with, was it in November, there was the, the sort of the wrap-up of your project issue, is that right? That's right. In late 2020, um, we culminated with a Women in Ringing issue, a special issue of the Ringing World, uh, which went over really well. It was excellent. It was populated with articles about bell maintenance, about calling and conducting, you know, about all sorts of issues. Right. So if there, I want to give you a moment to um, plug plug your group and their work, um, and in particular, the easy way that people could find it in some of the Ringing World articles, or any that really jumped out at you as um, being important for people to take a look at, or any that got a particularly uh, good reception that you think a lot of people would like? Yeah. So I think the easiest thing to do would be to grab that special issue if you can. Um, so subscribers to The Ringing World will be able to access anything from the whole period they've been subscribed, if that includes last year. Um, if you're interested in the data, the hard facts of, you know, how many women are conducting compared to non-women, you know, based on our estimates, um, and those kinds of things, that's the lead-up articles. So leading up to to sort of November 2020. But then if you only want to buy one issue because you're not a regular subscriber to The Ringing World, which I would recommend that you subscribe if you're a ringer. But if you're not, buy just that one issue. And I think it touches on such a huge variety of topics and is done so carefully and so lovingly by a group of people who really care about, you know, discussing the issues in productive and informative ways. Well, thank you, and thank your whole group for all that work. It was really interesting to read along with last year, and I hadn't realized that that's where the impetus for this book came from, so thank you for um, really continuing that work in this project. You mentioned that you're a pretty, early, if you will, early career conductor. You said, I think you said um, you're closer to your learning years than, than many <laughs> accomplished conductors. I think you said that it was in 2017 that you started conducting, is that right? 
I started ringing in 2017. Uh, my first quarter appeal that I uh, called, I would say, with help, um, was in 2018. It was in 2018. Okay. And how did you learn to conduct and what what got you interested in it? Was it a was it a manner of somebody coming to you and saying, "Hey, you know, you should try calling a touch?" Or was it no one was there to call something and so you sort of jumped in and tried it out? What what got you to uh, cross that threshold into calling things yourself? And um, and and what were the resources that you made a lot of use of when learning? Mm-hmm. Um, I know you mentioned a lot of them in the book, um, so I can probably guess what a half dozen of them are. But but I wonder if you can bring us through the progression of how you learned. You might be surprised. Um, so I really, really remember my first year or so of ringing. So I started in, in 2017, I guess in September. And then it was a year before I called my first quarter. And in that first year, I remember going through the Ringing World Diary, which again is an excellent product of the Ringing World that they release every year. And I had an old copy from like 2004 or something because um, they're useful forever. I mean, that's the great thing. And you open it up and there's just these arcane scribbles. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, they're completely unreadable to the outsider and they just have numbers and little dashes and you can somehow use those numbers and little dashes to come up with really interesting and fun stuff to ring and not just blew my mind. So I was interested, but I didn't really know how to approach it. And it took Ed Futcher, who's a ringer in the Boston area and now also the Raleigh area as well, who sort of sat me down at appeal weekend in 2018 and said, all right, here's the tenors, call a 1344 plain bob. And I said, I don't know any. And then he said, well, how many courses are in plain bob? Uh, and we did the maths out on the board. And and then with a lot of help, um, I called my first quarter. And so it was really a lot of um, pushing and support from Mm -hmm. Ed um, and then also my good friend Austin Paul who's another ringer in the Boston area Um, he was a great support as well and I just remember that first sort of two years so much of learning and I'm still very much in the learning process right now um, so much of learning was done through like asking people questions and it would be like, mm-hmm. oh, send this person a message, ask this person a question at the pub. And I was like, how do people learn this who don't have these, you know, extremely talented conductors in their circle? So this was written sort of to, you know, the me in 2018 mm-hmm. who, you know, didn't know what she didn't have <laughs> and what I wish I could have read instead of, you know, bugging people for months <laughs> and years in the pub, which was also very fun. But it's for those people who don't have that that person to bug, you know? And now there's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of really solid theoretical, if you will, factual knowledge presented in the book. Um, but I think you know that a, a good amount of conducting is also some of the attitude taken toward it and the confidence and the the ability to try something new, um, even if it's going to fall on its face. And I, and I wonder if you can talk to that distinction, because you, you spend a good amount of time, I think, in your book in ways that I haven't always seen in other books, talking about maybe the softer skills um, in conducting, uh, some of the interpersonal, um, some of the self-confidence, some of how to build those things up. Absolutely. Yeah, that wasn't part of the original brief for the book. Um, but as I was writing it, it became very clear to me that something that I found really important about 
conducting and calling and just in general, you know, being in charge of people, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, which is really what this is. You know, it's a sort of very short term management gig that uh, people go through. Right. Um, I'm going to interject with a quote from your book. Um, <laughs> you quote a friend of yours as saying that it's, quote, like solving a jigsaw puzzle, but all the pieces have feelings, end quote. Yes, exactly. I love that quote. I think about it all the time because really, I think the best that you can do when you're putting together a band or thinking about how to ring something is thinking about, you know, how to make everyone happy and how to ring well and and thinking about them in that order. So a lot of what I talk about when I'm talking about like how to choose a touch or how to place a band, which I do have whole sections on. So I don't just say, oh, you know, choose any touch you like. There's a long section on, you know, what you can think about when you're thinking about how to choose a touch and what kinds of touches might be appropriate. Um, And I try not to be prescriptivist and say, you need to do this or you need to do that or your band can't handle this. But I'm trying to, I guess, write down some of the unwritten rules um, Mm -hmm. and things that people think about when they're picking something or doing any of the kind of extra stuff that conductors do, like organizing uh, Sunday service ringing or that kind of thing. There are a couple of places in the book where you mentioned that you may at a later time address something or you might be adding a chapter on something. Do you have uh, future plans for this? Is this going to be an expanding resource? Yeah, I'm really hoping for it to be. I think one of the great things about it being an online medium is that it is possible to add things much more easily than it would be if it were in print. Um, we really wanted to release this and get it out on people's, you know, phones and laptops and desktops and these kinds of things, just as we're all getting back to ringing in tower, especially. But, you know, I don't touch anything to do with Grantzer. I don't touch anything to do with Stedman because the things that you have to think about when you're thinking about Grantzer and Stedman are very different Mm -hmm. uh, in lots of ways to thinking about something like Plain Bob or even something as complicated as, you know, Bristol. It's just uh, the difference between having two hunt bells and one hunt bell or the difference between ringing a principle and ringing a a method. Mm -hmm. Um, Those are sort of complex differences. So I wanted to give them the respect and weight that they deserved, which I couldn't do yet here. But I'm really, I'm hoping to add supplements on on Grantzer and Stedman soon and also on touch improvisation, which I think is great fun. And I don't see a lot of resources for how to learn to do it. Uh, sort of floating out around the web. So where can people, when when the time comes, um, where can people get a hold of this or where can they find it? That's an excellent question. So the short answer is the CCCBR are the ones in charge of this publication. They sort of commissioned it, if you will, and it's being published through them. That said, I think we're not quite certain about uh, where it will eventually be hosted, However, I am sure that when it is hosted somewhere, it will be shouted from the parapets and, you know, we'll probably post a little something on Ringing Room, somewhat abusing my position of power there. Um, Mm -hmm. (laughs) And then sort of Facebook and the president's blog and these sort of usual channels. So, Well, speaking of Ringing Room, I did want to take a minute just to catch up on that. Uh, I wonder, you know, you're, you're... a little bit speaking to many of us from the future. You're in a place where ringing is going on in person um, and you're having full practices up there in Boston with bands who are allowed into their churches and are fully vaccinated. 
So I wonder if you could talk to us a little bit of A, what it's been like getting back to ringing in Tower, um, and B, how are you still using Ringing Room, um, and is online practice still a part of that group? Yeah, those are some good questions. So, I mean, being back in person has just been really wonderful. I, we're meeting in Boston right now. We are a sort of group of fully vaccinated ringers. We still ring in masks, um, but we do have Sunday service ringing back at both towers and uh, practice ringing back at both towers as well. And it's just been so nice to see everyone. It feels simultaneously like it's been two years and like it's been no time at all. That's, that's for me, that's the overwhelming feeling of 2020 yes. also. <laughs> Actually, I, I had a, a weird episode a couple of weeks ago where I was with my kids at a museum and telling the person their ages and I, I had them all wrong by a year, and the kids were trying to correct me. And I was <laughs> no, I was insisting that they were, um, that they were seven, nine, and eleven. And the kids kept saying, "No, I'm, I'm ten. I'm like, "No, you're not. What do you stop screwing around, kid?" Um, and then a minute or two later, they, you know, convinced me. You know, we, I counted back on my fingers. Oh, oh yeah, it's 2021. You know, 2020 really. I, I think it's just been too large for my brain. Um, I think it doesn't fit in there, and so I've had trouble. It's so big, and yet it's it's nothing. So I know what you mean when you say it feels like it's been two years, and it feels like it's been just a week. Yeah, absolutely. I will say the one thing I'm grateful for is that um, one respect in which it felt like only a week was getting back to actually handling. I was a bit nervous going back. I'm someone who you know feels a bit skittish about ropes sometimes. Um, so I had someone stand by me doing my first pulls, but then uh, we rang a quarter pill, I think, the, the first day I was back. And it, it was like riding a bike, or maybe even better than riding a bike, because I think you can forget how to ride a bike, but it comes right back. Um, so that was really gratifying as well. And what's, uh, I, I'm almost nervous to ask because there's so much on your plate and you're a busy person, but what's what's coming up next? What are you looking forward to in in your ringing life and just in life in general? Oh my gosh, a bit of a break. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so ringing room is in a bit of a holding pattern. We're doing small releases um, and adding new features occasionally, but honestly, I'm, I'm taking a little bit of a personal break from ringing room and Leon's taking a lot of that over right now. Um, mm. I just started a new job about I guess, two or three months ago. So that's been, you know, sort of on-ramping there. And yeah, so I'm excited to get calling it round out and I'm excited to work on the supplements kind of slowly, but also I'm excited to just spend some time ringing with friends and calling that enough of a project for the next few months. Perfect. Well, that sounds wonderful. Um, and thank you for taking a little bit of time out of either your busy schedule or your relaxation time, wherever you feel like you are this evening, to come talk with us. Thanks, Matt. Yeah, thanks for having me on. And I'm, I'm really glad I was able to come talk to, here with you uh, about Calling It Round, which I'm so excited about. And I really think it'll be a great resource um, for people who are interested in learning or for people who have learned. I don't know, maybe they can get something out of it or maybe they can contribute to it. I do uh, solicit feedback, <laughs> perhaps unwisely, uh, throughout. So, Well, I'll, t I'll tell you, having, having uh, you know, worked my way through it, um, I... I've conducted a handful of things, um, but not at the level where you are. But I, I still definitely got a lot out of it, and it helped solidify some things that are always threatening to escape my grasp. Um, so I found it wonderful, and I encourage other people to check it out. Um, and you'll be able to find, like you said, through the President's blog and in Ringing World and probably on Ringing Room and at the CCCBR site, you'll find where it is, and we'll throw it in the show notes. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Matt. 
Once again, that was Bryn Reinstadler from Boston. We'd love to hear your feedback. Tell us what you're ringing, how you're doing, what you'd like to hear, or whom you'd like to hear from. Email troublesgoingpodcast at gmail.com or head to troublesgoing.com where you can find show notes, listen to other episodes, subscribe to the show, leave a comment on an episode, or contact us. If you liked the show, please mention it to your fellow ringers. Thank you for listening, friends. What you put together is so many of the texts and emails and phone calls that I had with Paul Wendells when he was basically hand-holding me through conducting my first quarter ever. You know, it, it really does reproduce that sort of experience of somebody teaching you, not just a book where you can find information. Um, yeah, that's so really that was... what I wanted. I, like, wanted to to make what I, I... I guess I got it from Ed and from Austin, but I wanted to make that for people who didn't have Ed and Austin around. <laughs>